everybody. I am Mark. Most of you know that, but if you don't, I am Mark, and this is my wife, Kara, and we are the pastors here at Impact Rock, and very excited to be here tonight, but we're excited to be here every night. We love God, we love you guys, we love his people, and we love doing this series that we've been doing. This series is on heritage. It's called Heritage, and we've been talking about who we are, who Impact Rock Church is, and also who we are, the people that make up the Impact Rock Church family. You know, who we are, what are the things that, that define us? And so we've listed several things. Number one was profound love for God. We spent several weeks talking about that we are to have a profound love for God. And then we went into a series called, uh, a, a, a sub-series, Genuine Love for His Church. And we talked about that we're supposed to have genuine love and affection for each other. We're supposed to care for each other and have patience with each other and communicate with each other and all of these radical concepts. <laughs> love and communication and we're supposed to have that for each other. Well, we are moving today into demonstrative love for his lost. And I want you... Yes, yes, we can clap for that. That's exciting. Woo-hoo! And I wouldn't say that patience defines me. I'm not, you know, a pa- I mean, I'm not terribly impatient, but I'm not a patient man. And so I'm very proud of myself for biding my time waiting to get to this portion of the series because I love talking about demonstrating God's love. And there are specific ways that I like to demonstrate God's love. I do want to share um, just an awesome testimony um, before we jump right in, if that's okay. So um, this past week, uh, Josh called me and said, Mark, as you know, my mom's in town. Can we meet for lunch? You know, I want you to, to, to meet my mom, and I want her to meet you, and I want us to talk about God, and I want God to do what God does. And Josh's mom um, had never given her life to the Lord. And so um, Wednesday, we met uh, at Chipotle, met for lunch. So it was just me and Josh and Penny. And Penny, if you're listening online, because we now have our sermons online. Um, Penny, if you're listening, hello. Um, and uh, so we had, we had lunch. And from the very beginning, the Holy Spirit just started, started touching her, started ministering to her. And we immediately got into conversation where we were talking about um, things in life and hurts in life and um, religion versus relationship. And every time we had a discussion, it felt like we were climbing a rung on a ladder. I'm like, Holy Spirit, you are awesome. I mean, this is really good. And so... We're talking, and at one point I, I just said, Penny, can I, can I pray with you real quick? Um, I just want to pray with you. God's doing something, and I just want to pray, saying, God, do it. Do whatever you're doing. Is that okay if we pray? She's like, yeah. Because she was crying, and she normally doesn't sound like that. Um, and so I, I just grabbed her hand there in Chipotle, and we prayed. and said, Lord, have your way. You're doing really cool things. Um, so have your way. Keep doing what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't you love simple prayers? They don't all have to be these complicated things. Just come into agreement with what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Long story short, uh, Penny gave her life to the Lord right there in the middle of Chipotle. (laughs) Amen. You know, we were just talking, and and she said, I believe. You know, uh, I've, I've always believed. I just, she just hadn't put that belief into that cry saying, Lord, be, be my Lord. I need you. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Come into my life. And right there, holding hands, crying, in Chipotle, 
um, she gave her life to the Lord and we were laughing and it was awesome. And Lord knows these poor innocent people who thought they were just going to grab a burrito or a quesadilla or tacos. And, you know, we, you know God had plans, you know, for them that day. They're like, oh, I feel like Burger King. He's like, no, you don't feel like Chipotle. I feel like Chipotle. You know, and they walked into Chipotle and they saw these things and the Holy Spirit was speaking and we may never see the results of those things, but we saw the results of that day and it was awesome. And Josh said for the rest of the weekend that his mom kept telling him, I just feel different. I just feel different. So praise God. Amen. That's awesome. So, demonstrative love for God's lost demonstrative love for God's lost church if we hadn't gone through the first two steps if we hadn't laid out and come into agreement that we need to have a profound love for God not something that's uh, that's wishy-washy or not something that's cookie cutter but something that is that is deep and that is real and that has depth and, and meaning if we hadn't come to that place where we talked about having a profound love for God and if we hadn't come to that place of agreement saying that we will have genuine love for one another, for his church, then there is absolutely no need for us to preach this third part. There's no need for us to preach having demonstrative love for his lost. Because if we can't love each other, the word says that. If you can't love your brother who you can't see, how do you claim to love God who you can't see? We love God first, we love each other. And then, with confidence, we can go outside these walls and we can go into the world and we can go to the lost and we can say I belong to an awesome family that that I know you would benefit from being a part of and I want to invite you and we can go outside the walls and say I have a relationship with a risen savior not some icon not some dead guy on a cross not some religious symbol a risen savior that cross is empty and, I, and so I can tell you about my relationship because it's real. But the fact that we, we do, we have that steps one and two. Now we can go into step number three. We must love God. We must be genuine, sincere, and affectionate. Why would anyone want to join this family? We all often talk about Impact Rock as a family. Why would anyone want to join this family if we're not real and if we're not sincere in our love for God and our love for one another, mm-hmm. Right? Because then what, we're, what are we doing when we're going out to the world? It ain't going to be genuine because it's coming from the confines of our love, which we have extents to it. <laughs> we have limits to it. So we're going to be faking it. But when we're real and genuine in our relationship with God, we're real and genuine with one another, not trying to put up fronts or facades, but just being real. It makes it so much easier than to go outside the walls and go, hey, I don't know it all. I don't claim to know it all. But let me just share with you what I do know. Well, what does the Bible say about this? I, I don't know. I'll look it up. But let me tell you what I do know. And we're just real. And we show that love. Hmm. Let's pray. Um, Lord, let us get it. Lord, let us get it. Father, let, let this word, this, or this topic that is so dear to your heart, Lord, let it sink deep inside of us, Lord. Let it move us to action. Let it not just be a bunch of words that we hear, but Lord, let life come forth from this and let let it move us 
Lord, to respond. Holy Spirit, have your way. Speak to each one of us individually. Karen, I just yield to you, Lord. We ask you to have your way. Let it be your heart that is conveyed and your words that are heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Demonstrative. It's an adjective that's defined as this. Characterized by or given to open exhibition or expression of one's emotions, attitudes, etc., especially love or affection. That's the first definition just that Webster provides us for demonstrative. And we've talked about being expressive. We've talked about being open. We've talked about being real and and demonstrating love, affection, these things. Well, we're to do the same thing with the lost. The second definition is serving to demonstrate, to, to be illustrative. The third is serving to prove the truth of anything. Indubitably conclusive. Yeah, I wouldn't use indubitably, <laughs> but it works. So, to prove the truth of anything. You guys, when we walk outside these doors and we bear the name of Christ, I promise you, the world is looking to see if our life proves that He loves them. When we walk outside these doors, they're watching to see if our life, our actions, our love, our words, proves His love, demonstrates His love. Romans 5, 7-8 says this. And I'm reading from the NIV. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He demonstrated His love for us. That while we were at our worst, He sent His Son Jesus to die for us. While we are at our worst. Not when we were good or righteous. While we are at our worst. If God loved us so much that He demonstrated it, then we're clearly to follow His lead. I want to encourage you guys to, as we're going on this series, read Luke chapter 15. Study Luke chapter 15. Study it again and again. The whole chapter. The whole chapter is about the lost. The whole chapter is about His lost. His lost. So spend time studying His Word, Luke chapter 15. Uh, I'm going to read run through 1 through 12, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase um, the end of it, which talks about the, the parable of the, uh, the prodigal son. But I just want to read um, 12 verses to get us going and to kind of drive some points home. So Luke chapter 15 in the NIV. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him, to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. We'll stop right there. They're muttering because Jesus hangs out with sinners. Once again, He demonstrates His love. We follow His lead. When we're ever in doubt what to do, we just kind of look to Jesus and follow His lead. And He sets the awesome example for us. Okay, so the Pharisees, the religious leaders mumbling... This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? 
And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, 